Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brooklyn Storm, and I am so, so, so pleased that you're here. And welcome, of course, to all of the beautiful, beautiful new subscribers. And guess what? I am so, so, so proud of myself today because... Um, I have this way of mapping my content. I'm doing a workshop on it for everybody, well, for you lot, (laughs) Um, on the 23rd. I think it's the third Saturday of every month I'm going to be doing workshops. And anyway, the January one is all on content mapping. So today I thought, oh, yes, well, I've mapped out my content for the year. And then I thought I would like to be more consistent with my emails and At the moment, as many of you know, the only emails that really go out are the ones that come from Podbean, where I publish this beautiful podcast, Uh, and they are auto-published. You know, I don't even have to do anything there. It's just as soon as I hit publish, um, they go straight to email. So I know many of you (laughs) um, are so kind to be able to allow those to land in your inbox, Uh, and they come there on Wednesdays and Saturdays most of the time. But other than that, I'm not really or I haven't really had a pattern of being consistent with emails and I don't like only sending emails for the sake of sending one. You know, I'm a straight shooter and I don't like fluff and stuff like that. So anyway, I thought this morning, hey, I'm going to play around with my content map and see what I can do for my emails. And no word of a lie, hand on heart, I kid you not, today I have created a template I have written 52 emails one for every Monday of the year and I have scheduled them all in MailChimp I know can you believe it how long did it take me well um, it took me probably about half an hour to come up with all the topics to come up with the 52 topics I know that doesn't sound like long but you know what it's like when you're in flow and everything just comes really easily I was just in a flow state today so everything just kind of tumbled out which was super great and then um, in the afternoon I've sat down maybe three hours um yeah, not including little breaks to walk Gabe and things like that. But I'd say three hours in total, it's taken me to write them. And what I do is I write my emails in Canva and then I publish from Canva to MailChimp. And then um, I go into MailChimp and I pick up all the images from there and collate them as an email. So it was a little bit of fiddling around, but once you get into the groove, you kind of get your own little rhythm. And um, I'm just so thrilled like I don't have to write any emails but 
can you believe it? Like the emails that I wrote, I think, oh, I'm going to sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet here, but I know you'll understand me when I say I think they're really good for me because number one, I find it hard to be consistent with them, as I said, but number two, I never really know what to write. And number three, I just asked myself, you know, what would be helpful content? And so every single email I've written in a way that's going to help you. And that's why I feel so excited because I wish I could just give you the whole bundle of 52 emails now so that you could start implementing things. Um, But anyway, yes, I feel really, 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 really good about it. And it's the first time ever that I have felt excited about sending emails. So how's that? There you go. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about my emails. I'm here to talk with you today about what's happening in your practice, everybody, because here's the thing. As many of you know, I've spoken to so many of you over the last few weeks and there's a general theme emerging in that um, those of you who have started a practice, you're in stage two or three of your practice um, that I've spoken with at least, uh, um, bumping up against it. And what I mean by that is you're you're sharing with me here that you've been experiencing, you know, not ideal clients coming through, let's just say. Um, Some of you have had some pretty sticky situations, um, things happening that weren't ideal, you know. And so I guess what I wanted to do was because it seems to be a recurring theme of, of late and maybe it's got something to do with the full moon in Gemini, I don't know, but... Um, I'm just thinking that, you know, how can I help you here in a way that you're not going to be able to get help in other groups and on other podcasts. And so um, what I want to talk with you about is I just want to get straight to the point and say what you're seeing in your practice is a direct manifestation of your past thoughts, feelings and behaviors about your practice. Let me say that again. What you're seeing in your practice is a direct manifestation of your past thoughts, feelings, and behaviors in your private practice. I know, right? It's a, it's a lot to sort of absorb, but I know some of you are kind of getting it straight away. Let me dive into it a little bit more deeply. I can give you an example of how this happened for me, okay? Now, many of you who've listened to a lot of these episodes will already be familiar with this story, so I'm not going to belabor it, but... For the longest time, I had my own concerns, my own issues with charging fees. Okay, you know that. It was like, I don't know, it was, I want to say it was, I can't remember, it was 16, 17 or 18 years I didn't charge a cent to my clients to see me because I was suffering from imposter syndrome. I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I was as good as the other psychologists. I, yeah, I used to work as a psychologist until I retired last year. Um, I didn't think that um, people could afford to pay me because I was in a low socioeconomic area, all of that sort of stuff, right? I just felt totally uneasy about it. And then what happened was when I did start to charge fees, um, that was reflected back to me, right? So I felt uncomfortable asking for the money. And what manifested in my practice was people being uncomfortable when I asked them <laughs> for the money, right? And they would say, oh, this is a bit, I'm not sure I'm okay with this Brooklyn, you know, why do I suddenly have to pay? I've been seeing you for five years, can't I keep getting it free? And so I was also hesitant about charging fees 
I didn't feel okay with it. You know, in my head at the time, I was like, it's mean to charge fees. What about all the people that can't afford it? You know, this was all my own story that I was projecting onto my client under the guise of me genuinely, honestly thinking I was being helpful to my clients by not charging them. Whole other story. But what happened was because I had hesitancy about charging, um, that manifested in my practice because I'd be wishy-washy with it. Sometimes I'd charge, sometimes I wouldn't. If they acted like they were getting a bit unhappy with me, I would feel very intimidated by that. And so I would say, oh, well, don't worry about it then today. I was weak with um, charging. And what happened was all of that came back to me, right? But when I realized this and I started doing, you know, inner work and understanding that there isn't actually a difference between spiritual practice and private practice. We don't need to be infusing private practice with spiritual practice. Like they're already coexisting and, and intermingling and all that sort of stuff. That was when I realized um, that I had to deal with my own demons about money in order for me to show up more confidently in my practice and for me to be able to stick to my boundaries. The other thing I used to really struggle with was like, I'm 47 now, right? Um, but back in the day, I've been doing this for 25 years, but back in the day, I used to struggle with boundaries a lot. And I'm talking, I would let clients go over time because I didn't feel comfortable wrapping up a session. And then you know, what would happen would be um, that client would, would love it because he or she got extra time, but the next client would be mad at me. And then I was mad at myself. And then I was sitting there in, in next sessions and future sessions, um, always anxious about the time. And then what was happening was my clients were starting to get anxious about the time. So things that I was feeling were manifesting in the practice. The other thing that I noticed was for the longest time, this isn't even my reality. This was not even my reality. It was just my mindset. But for the longest time, I did not get mentoring or coaching because I honestly did not believe I could afford it. There is no way in, you know what, that you could have told me that I could have afforded it because I just believed I couldn't. I mean, I had been raised below the poverty line in Melbourne, Australia, nearly all my life. The um, dialogue around money for me growing up was don't touch it, you might break it, you can't have that, we can't afford it. Um, you know, my whole thing was... Um, I'm not good enough because my family's broke. <laughs> and so where was I going with this? Anyway, so I forget where I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. I've lost my train of thought, but I'll come back to it. But the point that I'm trying to make is that whatever you believe to be true, you create as your reality. And that's what's going to show up for you. Whatever you choose to tune your attention into or onto is going to grow and expand by the very fact that you're tuning into it. Now, our brains receive 300,000 bits of information per second, but they can only process 2,000 bits of information. So that's a scary thought, isn't it? Um, I learned this when we studied neuroscience at university and I never, ever forgot it. It just stayed with me because I was always thinking to myself, if I'm only getting these 2,000 bits of information, 
what's happening to the other, you know, 298,000 bits? Like, what am I not seeing? What am I missing out on? The world is bigger than my version of it, right? And I was curious. I want to know, well, how does my brain know what 2,000 bits to see? And that's when I started learning that um, it's your beliefs that determine what you see and it's whatever you're giving your attention to is what you're going to see. So if you're going to see that people are not going to be okay with you having a fee rise, then you will manifest people not being okay with you having a fee rise. By the same token, if you flip that and reverse it, what happens is um, you get the opposite. So if you believe my ideal client understands fee rises happen because he or she's running a private practice too and they're okay with that, then what's going to happen is when you do your fee rise, your clients will bob along with that because they're understanding and you're speaking to ideal clients, you're speaking to dream clients and your definition of your perfect for you client is somebody who's okay with a fee rise, right? So that's what you're going to get. You're going to get people who are okay with fee rises but if you say to yourself oh my clients can't afford a fee rise and you know I haven't raised my fees in five years and stuff like that and then you go and do it like not confidently of course you know what's going to happen so here's what I want you to really think about as you reflect on the year that's gone you know I know everybody's in the mood to do gratitude and to talk about all the awesome things that happened um, and other people are in the mood to talk about how how hard it was in terms of pandemics and things but those things aside in terms of your business in terms of your study in terms of you being at whichever stage of those four stages you're at with private practice please allow yourself some time to reflect on you know what was I seeing in my private practice? And if you're not in that yet, what what were you seeing in the lead up or in your planning stage or something like that? What am I seeing and how am I responsible for that? Because this is where the growth is going to happen. Um, you've got choices. You're at a fork in the road. You know, the beginning of the year often symbolizes an opportunity to do something differently and that's why we're talking about it today because it's the last episode before the new year I think yes because Saturday's the first of 2022 so I want you really to be able to move into 2022 as a new wiser version of yourself as a result of um, you know things that happened in your practice that might not have been so awesome and what I want you to do is transmute that energy so you alchemize that energy very very simply like people use words like alchemy and stuff like that right I kind of love it which is why I use them but in day-to-day all we're doing is we're just changing the energy of something that's it so you can also use the word transmute if you want we're just shifting the energy so I want you to be able to shift the energy transmute the energy alchemize the energy from something negative that happened in your private practice by looking for the growth right and then once you see the lesson what I want you to do is ask yourself how do I integrate this lesson as I move forward in the private practice okay that's what I really really want for you because I think that's the best gift that you can give to yourself I mean if you don't do it then 
moving forward in the practice, you're going to have the memory of something hard or challenging or terrible or hurtful or painful happening. And it's just going to be this big monkey on your back. You know, it's going to be people talk about backpacks with, you know, imaginary rocks in them that hold them back. It's just going to continue to hold you back. And I don't want you to be walking up the private practice mountain, you know, lugging a great big bag of rocks behind you. Let's not do that. Let's spend some time here getting real and saying, okay, this horrible thing happened and it was hurtful and painful and I didn't like it, da, 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 da. But I'm going to eyeball it now. I'm going to be brave and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to ask myself, what was, why did the universe give this to me? What was I meant to take away from this? How do I grow as you know, a practitioner in private practice? How do I grow as an owner of a private practice? How do I grow as a therapist or a social worker or a counsellor or a psychologist? Whatever, whatever it is. How do I grow? What's a lesson? And how do I integrate this new knowledge into the practice moving forward? Okay. Now, for me this year, one of my forms needed updating. I had an issue with one of my forms that went got quite sticky. Um, it happened at the start of the year. And I knew that, you know, it, it wasn't a pleasant situation at all. But after I had given myself time to work through things and sit down, I said to myself, Brooklyn, you need to transmute the energy around this so that it becomes um, a lesson for my benefit, for my growth. And what I learned was that I just needed to ask for help and it's okay to ask for help and that um, helps there when you want it. Um, And yeah, so that's what I did. And then I have, you know, a whole bunch of forms and I sell my forms now um because they're that good you know and i never had this before and so what i was able to do was take the lesson which was get a better form i.e don't be downloading forms off the internet and thinking that they're going to be okay for your private practice because they're not that's not what happened to me but i'm giving you an example don't because a lot of those forms might not be okay for your state or territory they might not be okay for Australia (laughs) they might be overseas they might be somebody else's form altogether and you've just plagiarized or you've got some copyright issues just don't do it um you know there's a whole bundle there if you if you want to grab those ones um that I was just talking about but that was my lesson and so I then had to say to myself okay how am I going to integrate this so my practice becomes better as a result of it and that's when I created all those other forms and then what happened was people were saying hey do you have any forms so I said yes and I forget who it was but it was somebody earlier in the year I think it was January or February and she said to me do I have forms I said yes and then she said um oh, I want to buy them off you and I said oh okay I said well I, ha- I don't really sell them yet and um I sent them over to her and then she said you should definitely sell them and I said to her well how much would you pay for them um because I wanted them to be accessible for people who weren't yet turning over money in their practice and she said well for a student I think probably you know 47 dollars so I said oh, she goes under 50 she didn't say 47 she said under 50 so I think I just put them at 47 dollars and They've been selling like hotcakes every every single day. Just about, I wake up to a PayPal notification that a few people have bought it. So, um, 
Anyway, that's just an example of how I took something that had been an unpleasant situation. I took a lesson for my own growth and then I integrated that. Okay. And this is what I want for you. Take what was not fantastic. Look at the growth, integrate it. That's your homework for this year. Um, The other thing that I would share with you um, and you would have heard this already if you're in my group but a couple of prompts just to support you in processing uh, 2021 you know ask yourself as I come to the end of this year in my private practice I'm now completing a chapter of dot 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 or as I come to the end of 2021 in my private practice I'm now releasing dot 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 or I'm now letting go of dot 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 okay so there's some things that you can use to start working through earlier in the new year. Um, we'll be talking about ways to call in what's wanted for your private practice. And um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Also, um, there's a few days left, like today's the 28th as I'm recording this. So you'll hear it on the 29th, but you'll still have three days to enroll in mentoring, supervision or coaching before the fees go up. So um, if you haven't yet and you'd like to, please contact me um, so that I can help you out with that. Otherwise, I'll see you in the new year. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful New Year's Eve and wonderful New Year's Day. Stay safe. Okay, be intentional with how you want to celebrate and call in the new year. And uh, yeah, if you need anything at all, don't hesitate to send me a little email. I'll try and get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.